0: chapters 41 and 42 of an American Robinson Crusoe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Allison Hester of Athens, Georgia. An American Robinson Crusoe by Samuel B. Allison. Chapter 41, Deliverance at Last. Friday had not forgotten the plan for going to his home. He would often mention it and spent hours talking about it during the long rainy season. But now that the Spaniard and Friday's father had come into the family, Robinson felt he must change his plans a little. He felt very sorry for the Spaniards left in Friday's country. They did not have enough to eat and were sick and sad besides. He talked the matter over with the Spaniard many times they at last planned to send for them the spaniard and friday's father were to go robinson was for doing it at once but the spaniard advised delay how can we get food for ourselves and fifteen others your small store will soon be used up he argued robinson at last saw that this difficulty must be overcome there was just one thing to do and this to delay their departure until a new crop of corn could be raised this would take six months but at it they went the four men could do much and work fast they cleared more ground and planted all the seed corn they could spare from their store besides this they sowed about twelve bushels of barley they had gotten in the ship the care for so much crop its harvesting and storing away kept them very busy for the season robinson not only did this "'but also increased his flock of goats "'by catching kids and putting them in his pasture. "'He gathered, too, all the grapes he could "'and dried them on the branches of the trees. "'At the end of the harvesting season, "'they made ready their boat. "'They filled it with all the bread it could well carry. "'They put in raisins and fresh water. "'Robinson gave the Spaniard and Friday's father "'each a musket and plenty of powder and bullets. "'Now all was ready.' Friday gave his father a loving farewell. He stretched out his arms towards him as the boat moved away. The Spaniard and Robinson waved their hats, and they were off. They promised to be back in eight or nine days. Robinson and Friday made every preparation to receive the guests. They were to have a home not far from Robinson's built of poles and thatched with the long marsh grasses, like Robinson's bower, There was no need of hiding or defending it. It did not take long to fix up. Eight days had now passed since the boat had left. Friday could hardly restrain himself longer. He watched the ocean all the time. He would go to the top of the hill with the field glasses every hour during the day to catch a first glimpse of them. On the ninth day, as Friday put up his glasses to search the waters, he dropped them with a yell of surprise. He tore down the hill with the utmost speed and rushed up to Robinson as one gone mad. Look, look, Master, he cried. A big ship, a big ship way out to sea. Robinson took the glasses, and sure enough, there, within hailing distance, was a large, ocean-going vessel. Robinson was overcome with excitement. For twenty-eight years his aching eyes had scanned the waters for this welcome sight his joy was boundless the ship looked like an american yes there floated the american flag how welcome a sight to robinson he could not utter a word tears filled his eyes and streamed down his cheeks he would soon have news from home he ran to the shore and shot off a gun to attract the attention of those on board he heard answering shots at once. Soon a boat was lowered, and in it three men rowed toward the shore. It was the captain himself and two sailors. The captain was astonished to find a man in the lonely island. Robinson told how it all had happened and how he would like to return home, to his unspeakable delight. The captain told him that the ship was bound for New York and would take him along free of charge, but he must leave that day. The ship could not be delayed any longer. Of course Robinson would go. Friday was beside himself with grief. He did not want to be left behind alone. He did not know that the Spaniards would ever return. Something might happen to them on the sea, but before the eventful day, the Spaniards landed they brought word that friday's father had died after his return home friday was thrown into a fit of grief at the news he wept and repeated over and over his praise of the good man End of chapter forty one deliverance at last chapter forty two robinson at home it was with a sad heart that robinson made ready to leave Every familiar place seemed now doubly dear to him. He went from one to another with tears in his eyes. Here lay his home. Here were his fields, his crops, and his goats. Everything was the work of his own hands. He had made them all. Which should he take? He hesitated long. He must take home some of his belongings to show the people at home. And there were his parrot and the dog, which had won a place in Robinson's heart, he decided to take them along. At length, he got together his diary, his parasol, his Bible, his treasures, a suit of clothes, his dog, and a hat. He had saved, too, his bow and arrows. These he decided to take along. Everything else he gave to his good man, Friday and the Spaniard, who wished to be allowed to remain on the island. Robinson kissed Friday tenderly, He, with great effort, finally tore himself away and ran to the shore where the ship's boat awaited him. But Robinson had not counted on the strength of Friday's love for him. Robinson's boat had not yet reached the ship when Friday sprang into the water and swam after him, shouting, Master, take me with you. I would rather die than stay here without you. Robinson was touched at the devotion showed by the Faithful Friday and gave orders to turn the boat back and take him on board. The anchor was raised. The ship started on her way to the home Robinson had left so long ago. The wind was favorable, and in seven weeks the spires and buildings of his native city were in sight. His vessel came slowly up to the wharf where he had taken ship so many years ago. Here, too, he had played and idled his time away. He remembered it all. His idleness and playing truant came back in sad memories. Before Robinson and Friday landed, their good friend, the captain, gave them each a new suit of clothes. Everything had changed. He scarcely knew the place. He was astonished and confused by the din, hurry and bustle of a great city. Friday seemed dazed by it all and clung to Robinson's side. The buildings were so tall. The street cars, the carriages were different. Everywhere there were iron machines casting out smoke, puffing and running about on iron rails. Robinson had never seen these. Robinson, however, did not stop to admire. He pushed on to a certain street and house where lived his parents at the time of his departure it was with difficulty that he found the place it was now in the heart of the city upon inquiry he found after much searching that his father had removed his store and home to another part of the city his mother had died of grief for her disobedient son robinson was sorely grieved at this he had hoped to see her and tell her how sorry he was that he had caused her so much anxiety and sorrow When he had found the place where his father lived, he stole quietly up to the house and opened the door. His father, now a gray-haired man, bent with age and sorrow, was sitting in his armchair reading. Robinson came forward, but his father did not recognize him. "'Who are you?' he said. "'I am Robinson, your long-lost son.' he knelt by his father's side and asked for forgiveness for all the trouble he had caused his father was overcome he could not speak he drew robinson with feeble hands to his breast my son i forgive you he said robinson's boyhood friends heard of this strange return they had thought him dead long ago they never tired of hearing him tell his strange story They pitied him and his misfortune, but Robinson told them that it all happened to him because he was idle and disobedient in his youth. Robinson at once relieved his father at the store. The business thrived. His father died. He soon had a home of his own with a happy family. Friday, the dog and the parrot lived in it, dearly beloved and cared for by their master the rest of their days. In the home, there is a young Robinson who loves to hear his father read from his diary of the wonderful things that had happened to him on the island. Robinson tried many times to find the rightful owner of the gold and jewels, but never succeeded. At last, he gave them to a school where boys with idle habits were taught to lead useful and industrious lives. End of chapter 42, Robinson at Home End of An American Robinson Crusoe by Samuel B. Allison. This has been a LibriVox recording, read by Allison Hester in April 2008.